Welcome to the Create and Grow Rich Podcast. This is your host, Janine Letford, and these are your Diamond Mentor Moments. These are just short snippets, really bite-sized content to give you a push in creative thinking and a push in cultural competency, and really just leave you with a few gems to keep you on the right track to intercultural creativity. So we're going to talk about how to make those unobvious associations, which is a creativity skill. Once again, this is intercultural creativity. And for those of you who are new, intercultural creativity is a new concept. Basically, it's what emotional intelligence was 20 years ago. Remember when Dr. Daniel Goldman brought up this phrase, emotional intelligence in the mid nineties and people were like, emotions, what? No, this is about business, bottom line, black and white. And now we know the brain knows that the neuroscience has shown us that emotions, leaders who understand emotional intelligence and how the brain deals with emotions, that's a big leadership skill. So intercultural creativity is what emotional intelligence was back in 1999. And I'm proud to present it to you today. Intercultural creativity is the process of problem finding and problem solving with value, relevance, and novelty with people from various cultural backgrounds and various lived experiences. That's a lot to take in. So it's the intercultural competence part and the creative thinking part coming together, people who have exercised these same skills and you can develop these same skills because they sit along the same cognitive processes. So, and I talk about that in my seven gems, please go check out podcasts and the book that's, that's coming out about the seven gems. So as far as creative thinking, first of all, you know, I always mention that people think it's just the arts, but creative thinking is the process of problem finding and problem solving with relevance, value, and novelty. And it sits on a lot of cognitive skills such as divergent thinking, reframing, combinatory thinking, right? Conceptual combinations, unobvious associations, which we'll be talking about today, and metaphorical thinking, plus a few other cognitive processes. But these are the ones that I really do a lot of hands-on training with. Today, we're going to be talking about unobvious associations. And what does that mean in your work life and in your personal life in a day-to-day thinking life? And we're going to be talking about association barriers and how association barriers can really halt your ability to make these associations and combinatory bringing together of ideas. So I put together a task for people about a week ago, I posted the question of what do these three things have in common? I said, Abraham Lincoln, the Titanic, and Jackie Robinson, the baseball player. What do these three things have in common? Abraham Lincoln, the Titanic, and Jackie Robinson, the baseball player. And surprisingly, I put this on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter. And I even said, you know, if you just take a stab at it, I will send you my book for free. And only 2% or two people responded. And normally, you know, I get good response. And that made me ask why. You know, I'm very curious. Curiosity is one of our seven gems of intercultural creativity. And creative thinking forces you to think. It's not obvious, hence the title, unobvious association. Creativity is work. It's cognitive work. It's emotional work. It's creative work. It's not like you're putting cogs in a machine for eight hours a day. It's difficult for people to come up with creative ideas. It takes a lot of energy. And so maybe that's why I didn't have a lot of response. But I did have two responses, and I want to share them with you today and then share share with you my own interpretations and then go into the cognitive foundational structures of what 
an obvious association can do and what's going on in the brain. The research shows that about 2% of the adult population holds on to their creative thinking abilities from childhood. 98% of children exercise it in, within this research study and all the way till 30, about 2% exercise their genius level of creative thinking ability. And that's probably why I only had two people. They're like representatives of this. Thank you, Scott Mason. And thank you, Gregory, for giving me your, your thoughts. Gregory said, they all have a feature film about them in their remembrance, about their life and about their story. That was a through line that he saw. And that was a great one because I didn't even think of that. Scott mentioned that their lives ended tragically short. Abraham Lincoln was, was killed at a, a relatively young age in his fifth, 50s. The Titanic sank on its maiden voyage and Jackie Robinson had a heart attack at the age of 53. And so those were two areas that I didn't even think of that they brought to the table. So here's my ideas of the associations between these two unrelated or these three unrelated concepts. April 15th, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated on April 15th, 1865. The Titanic sank on April 15th, 1912. And Jackie Robinson broke the color line and entered the Dodgers on April 15th, 1947. And so for me to give you this information, I had to know a little bit about the factual knowledge behind these three characters. Now, for those of you who know my backstory, Abraham Lincoln is my president. I know everything about him. I've been to his burial, his his uh, childhood home, his law office. I've been everywhere he's been, where for theater, where he passed away. I've been everywhere he's been. I haven't been to Gettysburg yet, so I have to do that soon. But I know facts about Abraham Lincoln. I also know facts about the Titanic. And I was looking up Jackie Robinson a few days ago. So because I had this factual knowledge already in place, my subconscious mind was able to make those connections. So for those of you who say, oh, I don't have to memorize some of this stuff. Oh, I can just Google it. Don't forget that you have to have some knowledge for your subconscious mind to do the work behind the scenes to make those connections in order to produce new ideas. So don't just think you can Google everything and you don't have to learn any type of facts because that's going to help you with your creative ideations when you have some things to connect. And here's another area that I saw. All of these concepts, these ideas, these people, these structures, were groundbreaking structures. Abraham Lincoln was groundbreaking. Many revere or hold him up as the most revered president of the United States and basically an icon within the world. The Titanic, surprisingly as it was, was groundbreaking. For me, it was groundbreaking because it was a lesson on hubris and, and how to stay humble, you know, and when you think you're all that, you could be taken down a notch. And so that was groundbreaking because they thought they built the ship that was unsinkable and it sank, not on its third voyage, but on its very first voyage. So that rang around the world. It was a groundbreaking lesson that we all hold dear about how to be mindful of our hubris. And of course, it's, I don't, I don't even have to say this, Jackie Robinson was groundbreaking in entering the major leagues as the first person of color to do so. And if you do some background research on him, you'll understand that he did a lot of work in civil rights. He raised a lot of awareness in different areas among these topics. And he was a great entrepreneur and businessman as well. 
And so it, it is sad that he he died in his 50s because he had a lot more work to do. But his name, his legacy, and I'm a UCLA Bruin, so I believe we just named like half of the school the Jackie Robinson Sports Center. And so his name lives on. His work was groundbreaking. And just a little fun fact for you, not only did they retire his number for the Dodgers, which you know we've seen in different different sports groups like the Lakers and the Dodgers, they retire the numbers, but he's the only athlete, especially in baseball. He's the only athlete where they retired his number in the entire league. No one can wear 42 in the entire major league baseball group. Now, I don't care what team you're on. 42 is up with honor. And so these were groundbreaking. So what does this mean creatively as a professional, as a, in your personal life, as you're ideating what to do next as we head into 2022, I want to introduce the concept of association barriers. People who have low association barriers, low walls of association, are able to make connections across different disciplines, fields, topics, and groups, right? Abraham Lincoln is not necessarily connected to the Titanic, okay? Uh, he died 40, 40 odd years, 40, 50 odd years before. Jackie Robinson is not connected to Titanic. But because of my walls being low, I saw those connections as I ran into facts, ran into storylines, ran into narratives about them. People with low association barriers have low walls to make those connections. People with high association bears, they have high walls. Everything is compartmentalized, meaning this is, if I would have said Abraham Lincoln in the Civil War, that's an easy connection. That is, you don't really have to think too hard to see how Abraham Lincoln is connected to, to the Civil War. If I said travel and the Titanic, that's an easy connection. You don't really have to think that hard. And so people who have high association bears, they have a tough time making those connecting points across topics, fields, disciplines and processes. And so what we need to do is we need to work on breaking the walls. And what's the easiest way to do this? Do mind games like I just did on my social media platforms. When you go throughout your day, try to connect things that aren't obviously connected. It's fun to do it. It's fun to do it with, with your family members, with your kids, and just start talking about how you see the connections. And with my three-year-old, you know, sometimes he connects colors, like the color of his toys, the same color as my shirt, and he'll see that. So that's a visual connection, and then a factual connection, and then a functional connection. He has this drone, he loves his drone. And if you get his book, the I Am Creative book, you'll see the drone within the book all, all throughout, right? And he put four circles together on the floor. He said, oh, look, it's like my, my drone. So that was a visual connection that he made with, with these four circles. His brain automatically said, hey, I'm seeing a pattern here. I'm sensing a pattern. This structure you just made reminds me of the drone you love to fly. A functional connection is the function of the drone. If he sees anything that's moving like a drone or acting like a drone or functioning like a drone, his brain will already make that pattern connection. And so that is the type of thinking you want for you. That's the type of thinking you want on your teams because it is those connections, especially those unobvious connections that produce the new ideas that we need to move forward.
And so there's a great book out there by Franz Johansson. I have said it many times if you heard my podcast, if you see my videos called The Medici Effect. And he says, innovation is at the intersection of fields, disciplines, and cultures, because it's the area of these non-obvious concepts or ideas or people or events that are coming together, coming up against each other and creating the new, exploding into the new, that's the type of thinking that we need. And so I bet you on your interview questions, they should have questions that shows what type of walls and barriers you're dealing with in your ability to make connections across concepts. And so that is my diamond mentor moment for today. Don't forget the holidays are here. We're in Hanukkah right now. My family is celebrating Hanukkah as we speak. My son is lighting the, the candles every, every night. And if you're thinking about gifts for Hanukkah, for Christmas, for Kwanzaa, or any other holiday that you celebrate, think about giving the gift of creativity. We do have I Am Creative. The books are at JanineLetford.com. And in the back, don't forget, we have some messages to parents, teachers, and caregivers about what to look out for as far as creative thinking within your child and creative thinking within you. So go check out I Am Creative. And on December 16th, we have the final book release. Yes, it is here. It is in my hands. A long wait, but it was worth it. The Seven Gems of Intercultural Creativity. I am so excited to sign these for you, to get them out to you. It is the only book in the world that talks about intercultural creativity. How do I know? Because I've trademarked the name. So I'm the one who owns that title, just like Emotional Intelligence. 25 years ago. And so intercultural creativity, it will be the topic of this new era. How do we create together and create in a unified way, not uniformity, but in a united way with our own unique lenses, experiences, and perspectives? How do we bring them to the table together to create together? I am so excited to just get this out to you. So go to JanineLetford.com and go pre-order it, go check it out. I'm so excited to get this to you. And if you wanna do the bundle, I'll be just showing you the options to do the bundle, a book for your child, a book for you during this winter break. And I am excited, so excited to start 2022 with us being creative, us being united and us just being the best that we can be. We need your ideas. We need your courage and we need your creativity. I will see you next time. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.